Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. Because sometimes we are selling a false perception. So think about this. Do your clients think that if they do X, Y, and Z like you, that they can look like you or be like you or live like you in some way? Do you sell those results at the expense of your own personal and professional boundaries, at the expense of your own health. Getting clarity here is really important. And I'm saying this as an instructor who lost sight of her own purpose at the front of the room. You're listening to The Work In. I'm your host, Erica Thomas, a certification collector and refugee from the Body Brand Nation, sharing 25 years of experience in the fitness industry to recruit and support the next generation of fitness professionals, coaches, and wellness educators. Join me and raise the standard of professionalism in the industry by bringing trauma-sensitive training to the health-conscious and health-curious alike. Let's get started with today's Work In. The work in today is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, Resilience Through Movement, now offering online and in-person yoga fusion, trauma release, and resilience coaching for individuals and groups. Learn more and book a call at savagegracecoaching.com. Welcome back to the work in everyone. Last week, we talked to Rachel Brenke, and in that conversation, a couple of themes came up that I'd like to revisit and maybe reinforce a little bit. We talked about getting clear about what you want your life to look like in order to figure out how your business is going to serve you. We talked about how using that awareness is important in protecting ourselves from burnout and overwhelm. And we discussed a little bit about how important it is to be okay with discovering that maybe entrepreneurship isn't for you or that maybe something else would be better. Now, Many of you know my story, and I didn't start out wanting to be an entrepreneur in fitness. I didn't start out teaching group exercise as a career. I started first as a favor to my Taekwondo school and then as a hobby, a way to stay in shape that was incentivized by a teeny tiny paycheck. But very quickly, I realized that I wanted to continue 
doing this instruction. And if I did want that, if I did want to continue doing this, being an instructor, a fitness instructor, with any level of competency, I'd need to pursue some deeper knowledge. So that's when I got my NSCA CPT. And it was a significant investment in time, effort, and money for me at the time, but it made me feel a little bit better about standing up in front of people claiming to be a fitness professional, even if I was only teaching a couple of hours a week. And maybe that's what your certifications do for you too. Now that was 25 years ago and maybe things have changed a little bit. I'm sure they have. And maybe someone will tell me how they've changed if they're very different than what we're talking about today. But There wasn't anything in that certification exam about how to set up and build a successful fitness business to really serve people, let alone anything in there about how to be smart about curating a long-lasting career. There were no warnings about setting personal and professional boundaries or being aware of your own health and well-being, or how to structure and scale what you offer to actually make a living. These are things that are missing from most general fitness certifications. And if you've been around a while, you may have learned the hard way how to survive in this industry. But Do you really believe that everyone needs to learn the hard way? Because I don't think that's necessary. One of the things that's most disappointing in the fitness industry is the high turnover. Statistically, personal trainers have about an 80 to 90% turnover rate, and group fitness instructors only last on average about four years in the industry. And in researching this particular episode, I came across a couple of articles that discussed some of the reasons for this, and here are some of the top reasons for that turnover that are floating around out there on the interwebs, and they're not really in any particular order. So here they, here they are. A lack of training, knowledge, or experience, a lack of leadership, in whatever organization you work for, a lack of opportunity for professional growth, a lack of professional development and or mentorship, low pay and long hours or shift work, burnout or overtraining and lack of boundaries, lack of support, for example, not having anyone to back you up or sub for your classes, lack of purpose or recognition or a clear career path, and lack of business savvy or money mindset issues that knock you sideways. There is so much lack in that list. Even though some of these on this list are coming from certifying agencies and some from business resources that possibly have subtle conflicts of interest. I mean, really everyone is selling something, even me, so I'm not passing any judgment here. 
but they aren't wrong. Those are all real issues in the fitness industry. I've experienced all of these, and maybe you have too, in one form or another, even if you are not working in the fitness industry or in wellness at all. They seem to have a lot of common overlap. But I think it's disingenuous to say that it's only the fault of the management, gym management or otherwise, or the folks who hire fitness professionals, that these things are rampant. In order for me to sleep at night and get up every morning, I have to believe that every one of us out there is doing the best that they can and has the best of intentions for their business and for their employees, for their teachers and for their students. So can most facilities and employers do better? Maybe, but so could we all, and that crosses all industries. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today, the upstream cause of the issues that we see in the fitness industry, this high turnover, burnout, and low skill support that's coming from a lack of understanding about what our job actually is, and a true understanding of the skills that are required to succeed in a professional capacity without sacrificing your body from burnout over time. So I want to start with this question. What is your real job? If you're a group fitness instructor, a personal trainer, health coach, fitness specialist, whatever your job title is, what is your real job? Think about that for a minute. Is your job to direct some combination of squats and biceps curls? Are you in charge of safety checks or alignment in your classrooms? Or maybe your job is to perform or entertain. Is it to lead clients through an experience they couldn't or wouldn't do without you? Are you selling kickboxing or body sculpt or yoga or Pilates? Are you maybe selling someone else's creative IP, intellectual property? like Zumba or maybe the Les Mills series of classes. When a client hires you, what are they buying? Because sometimes we are selling a false perception. So think about this. Do your clients think that if they do X, Y, and Z like you, that they can look like you or be like you or live like you in some way? Do you sell those results at the expense of your own personal and professional boundaries, at the expense of your own health? Getting clarity here is really important. And I'm saying this as an instructor who lost sight of her own purpose at the front of the room. For a long time, maybe from the very beginning, I believed that if I could do it, whatever it was, whether that was a thousand kicks 
or hundreds of push-ups or getting up at 5.30 to run and then teaching five classes that day. If I could do that, then anyone could. One of my core values, after all, is self-reliance. And it's a double-edged sword because I had this mindset that if something felt easy for me, whether it was a workout or the motivation to do something new or maybe a diet, then it must be easy for everyone else. And because I wouldn't have hired someone to lead a spin workout for me or to tell me how to eat or to take me through some other kind of workout or movement class, because I wouldn't have hired someone to do that for me, then it must not have value for anyone else. And that really was a poisonous mindset. And it will definitely poison you from a business perspective because it makes it very difficult to price any of your services. And the biggest issue with it is that it isn't true. The things that we excel at as instructors are not the same as what other people excel at. What you are really good at and what you, what feels really easy to you is not going to feel easy to me. And if I understand that, then I can flip that and apply it to my students as well. It took me an embarrassingly long time to wrap my head around this. It's not only a good thing that those things are true, but it's really important when we are trying to get clarity about what our purpose is, no matter what it is that you want to do, no matter what industry that you work in, those things that feel easy to you are very important signposts about your purpose and your passion. We can't just shove them aside and say, because this is so easy for me, it must not be valuable. As a certified fitness professional, you have knowledge But sometimes we forget that the people who are in front of us, the folks who walk into our classrooms, are each very unique individuals who have unique reasons and experiences that have led them there. And those reasons go way beyond how many calories they want to burn or how many push-ups they want to do or don't want to do. And more important than that, you as the instructor also need to have a deeper underlying purpose for why you are there as well. This is important not just so you can enjoy a meaningful and fulfilling teaching life, but because having clarity around your purpose and your core values, those values that underlie everything that you do and how you do it, Those things can help buffer your nervous system and protect you from burnout. They also support safe co-regulation between you and your clients. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. This goes directly to the A, awareness, from the ABCs of resilience. Awareness happens to be the number one thing 
that's been left out of your certification training, that awareness of not only the state of your stress response, but also who you are and what you bring to the table as an instructor, as a professional, as a unique individual, that awareness really is key to pretty much everything else. So let me explain. It's true that anyone can learn how to teach group exercise classes. You can learn the choreography, you can learn the class structure, you can learn the basics of how the physiology works to uh, adapt to strength training and uh, flexibility training and all of these things. Anyone can learn that stuff. Anybody can learn the pieces that go into a cardio class, a cycling class, kickboxing, step, boot camp, whatever the format is that you teach. It really is not rocket science. You're not the only one that can teach what you teach. Lots of people do it. But no one is going to teach it, whatever it is that you do, like you Because you have a unique set of life experiences behind you. At a very subtle level, those experiences, even if you never share them with your class, they play a role in what draws your students to you. Developing an awareness of who you are as an individual, as an instructor, as a coach, and a mentor will lead you to an understanding of yourself at the level of your nervous system, and then build a foundation of safe self-regulation for yourself first. And this is so important for any instructor. Now, I would argue that it's the number one thing that we all need to do for anyone who works with other people in their job, because you are the only one who can set the tone for the relationship or for the room, and you're doing that with your co-regulation or self-regulation energy. The problem for many instructors and trainers is that we get really good at ignoring what's going on in our own body in order to power through whatever it is that we are doing for our students. As if they somehow get more out of the class, the harder we work. We hop up on that little stage carrying all of our invisible big T and little T trauma baggage and lock it down tight because we don't want to show any weakness. And what that does is it actually takes us out of the present moment and into a state of hypervigilance, of protection, And the truth is, if we are teaching from that state, from that hypervigilant state, or sometimes called a high-functioning freeze state, then that is the state that we project onto our clients and students. And it's most likely the exact opposite of what they are looking for when they walk in the room. I mean, seriously, I have never had someone come up to me before, during, or after class and say, I just love coming to this class. I I come so I can get more stressed 
out. This is exactly what I needed today. That just doesn't happen. So maybe our real job is to help our students become more aware of their own body, their own state, so they can make more informed decisions about their health. And as instructors, that always starts with our own knowledge of ourself, our own awareness of ourself. As anyone becomes more aware of what's going on in their own body, they start to really understand the difference between the results that they think they want and start to recognize the results that they need in order to allow them to really receive those great results. Basically, as instructors, we can hand the reins of influence, self-efficacy, and resilience back to the individual. And that is a far more powerful thing to offer than a 600-calorie burn two or three times a week. That all starts with our own awareness. Now, you might be at a crossroads in your career. Many of us are. It's good to reassess every once in a while. Think about where you are in your career and what it would take to revitalize it. Check in with your physical, mental, and emotional well-being right now. Do you feel supported? Are you feeling fulfilled? Do you simply need to rest or do you need more of a full restoration? And there's no shame in discovering that. It's my opinion that simply piling on certification after certification really doesn't help in the long term. I believe that we need to teach our instructors how to integrate nervous system recovery throughout their career in ways that make sense. We already teach them how to take care of others. How about we do the same for our rock star coaches? Now, there's no need to get hung up on format either. Support from the nervous system can be integrated into everything from Zumba to CrossFit and everything in between. It starts by building an awareness of who you are and what you want out of your life and business. That is a true work in. So give yourself the grace and space to explore it. Thanks for joining me today on The Work In. And if you're looking for a way to expand your professional credibility within your scope of practice, I'd like to invite you to join me in person this month on March 26th in the Dayton, Ohio area for the Well One Day Retreat. The Well is focused on navigating the stress curve for better results for yourself first so that it can overflow to the people in your life. We're going to learn how to shake off stress and tension physically, mentally, and emotionally, and how to translate the body's stress language in order to give it what it needs for really radical results. 
So if you are looking for a little bit more information about that or are curious, head over to savagegracecoaching.com and or click the links in the show notes for today. Thanks everyone. And I'll see you next time on the work in.